the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you. You know, it's a new year. It's a new year, and maybe it's a new you. The decision is yours. I have so many things that I could say right now, and the Lord's just giving me so much. I just feel like I'm I'm just got so much in my head and in my heart right now to share. It's a new year, and I really, really desire, and I know the Lord desires to just draw near and have you draw near to Him. And I can tell you that the holiday season just, you know, we know it's coming every year. I know that. Christmas comes every year, right? And I shop all year. I don't know what you do, but I shop all year for those that I love. And uh, when I see something, and hopefully it's on sale because I like to be a good steward, but I'll buy it and put it for the next time of having a holiday, whether it's birthday or Christmas for this special person in my life. So it came and I just, I ran out of time and I don't know how it happened because like I said, we all know Christmas is coming. But just, I don't know what happened. It just whoosh uh, went by and I wasn't prepared. And I always try to be prepared. I want to be prepared. And I wasn't. And so it was okay, though, because I just realized that I, I could stress myself totally out. Maybe you can relate. I could totally stress myself out. I could lack sleep and stay up all night doing the wrapping or whatever I need to do. Or I could just say, it's okay, Sue. These people are here. They're going to be here next week and the week after. And when we have growing families, I can tell you that, you know, not everybody has Christmas on Christmas Day. It could be a week before that or a week after that. And so I just found, oh, I don't know, a little comfort in knowing that I don't have to pressure myself so much. And people reminded me of things that I've tried to remind you is that it's not the gift. The gift is in the giving, yes, but the gift is your time, spending time, quality time with people is, is really where it's at. And so my heart and my, my whole being was is that I wanted to make appointments to where I could spend time with those people that I don't know that have invested in me and that my life has changed for the better because of these people being in my life. I learned something uh, recently, and it was something that was said somewhere, and it said, I want to be around people that will defend me in my absence, that when I walk out of the room, the people that are left in the room, that I will be defended. I want to surround myself with those people, not the people that are going to talk behind your back, not people that are going to criticize or uh, do things negatively that could harm you. You're supposed to talk about things that matter with people who care, and you're also supposed to be embracing and lifting people up, encouraging and inspiring. At least that's my heart. That's what I think God wants us to do. Anything more than that is gossip, rumor, and can cause harm. And I don't want to cause harm. I want there to be peace in all things. I don't know where you are. You can do an evaluation of yourself. And now is a really good time to do those evals on finding out how you are, you know, who, what kind of person are you? 
who you are when no one is looking is who you really are. What you do behind closed doors, that's who you really are. You know, I, I don't want to lie for anybody. I don't want to put up a false front. I just want to be real. I'm pretty direct. And I feel comfortable with that, but not everybody does. So with that being said, I'm just doing an eval of me. And I'm saying these things because I want you to do an evaluation of yourself. I think it's really important that we look at what we've learned in the last week, in the last day, in the last year, and do an evaluation on what, what areas of our lives could we focus on to be better. You know, I've talked in the past about our spokes, you know, having the spokes. You know, you've got your spiritual life, you've got your emotional life, you've got your physical life, you've got your spiritual life, and you've got your financial life. How are all those spokes working? And if one spoke is doing less than, that wheel is not going to turn evenly, is it? It's not going to turn round and round, and the path is not going to be straight, and it's not going to be equal. So it's important that we think about the areas of our life and the areas in which we need to spend time. I'm right now evaluating my employees at Ecola, and I asked my key staff, I said, let's, let's give these people a performance review internally with our group because each one of us comes from a different department. So we experience this person from a different perspective. So we went around the room and we all numbered, you know, from one to five, one being the least and five being the best. Like they're, they're on their game. They're doing everything right according to Ecola's core values and that they're a support and they're a solution, not part of a problem. And in doing this, we identify the weakest links. And then the decision is, is what do we do with our weakest links? What do you do with the people that are costing you in emotional stress? You know, those people that are putting things in your mind or speaking negatively to you. What are you doing with those people? Are you keeping them on a daily basis next to you so that you can hear these negative thoughts and words? Or are you putting that circle, you're having healthy boundaries so that you can keep those people in the outer circle? I tend to do that, and I decide that based on energy. Is the energy positive or negative that I'm surrounding myself with? Why? Because I want to do my best for God, and I want to stay focused on positive, encouraging, inspiring, building up, not tearing down. I want to learn more, be more. I want to be humbled in my life so that I can be what I need to be. And you have a decision in your life how you want to be and how you're going to get there. And I can tell you that guarding our heart, guarding our words, guarding our thought process and what we eat, it helps us in being a better person. And I want to do my best for God. I don't know about you. I don't know where you are in your walk, but I just want to do my best. So with that, I'm at church on Sunday. And I'm with a person who hasn't gone to church in a pretty long time, raised Catholic, but willing to listen, willing to hear, and I believe that it opens spirit. Well, at the, the pastor that was speaking was talking about each one of us and how each one of us, if we touch one person, our neighbor, we might be the only person that will have the opportunity to reach the neighbor just by a kind word, by saying hi. You know, it's not going with your Christian tracks to the next person. It's just loving on your neighbor. Love thy neighbor. And how do you do that? By me asking this person to church, I believe that there could be a life change. But it's not up to me to make the life change. It's up to God and it's up to that person whether they want to choose. Because God gives each one of us freedom of choice, doesn't he? He doesn't make us do anything. He suggests and he puts people in our lives that gives us the track or the right trail or the right option. But when there's a fork in the road, each one of us has a choice on 
which part of that fork they're going to go on. And that's true for you. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. It's kind of funny to say. I kind of say it in my sleep. My son makes fun. But it's okay. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, you're going to find that there's a lot of information there. There's videos there. Sue Freeze TV is on there. You can see TV shows that have been done in the past. You can see commercials that we've done with E. coli, termite, and pest control. There's a button. There's two different buttons. There's one for the I am's. And if you want to change your life, uh, the Lord talks about this, about um, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have found that when there are people really struggling, part of the struggle is their belief system of believing that what they are seeing in front of them, what they're experiencing in front of them is what is. And it's it, it, there's the unknown, the unknown of what's the next thing. And I can tell you that when you start changing your belief system to believe that there's good and, and this will this too shall pass, and you believe that that's going to happen down the road, whether it's a week or a month or whatever, it's short in the grand scheme of things. But when you start believing that there's another way, there's a better way, it changes your inner being, your heartbeat, your blood pressure. Worry about nothing. Be anxious about nothing. But in everything through prayer, bring it all to God, and he will direct your path. So when I was sitting in this church service and the gentleman is talking about all of this, I'm watching the person that I invited into church. And I was just watching the body language, and I was watching, and I could just tell that he was taking it in, and that he even giggled a little, and he just could experience things on an open heart, open mind level. And I opened my Bible without looking. I just kind of flipped my Bible open, and it was sitting in my lap, and I'm listening to them. And then he referred to the first scripture. And the first scripture was Isaiah 43:19. I happened to look down to turn the page to Isaiah 43:19, and guess what? My book was open to Isaiah 43. And I was like in awe. I don't know why I was in awe, but I was in awe because I was on the page that God really wanted me to pay attention to. So let me share this with you. Are you ready? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. If that doesn't give you hope, I mean, it gives me such hope. Things are going on in our lives. We have good things and bad things all happen at the same time. But when you're having these bad times, it's hard to see the good times sometimes, or we just don't understand that there's going to be an end to the hard time. It's like the rain and the storm, and then there's a rainbow. But sometimes we just don't remember that, do we? So this scripture, I'm changing my content a little bit, but I think it's good. The historical content to Isaiah 43:19 is a part of a message from the prophet Isaiah to the Israelites during their exile in Babylon, offering them hope and reassurance of God's presence and power. How many of you would like to have God's presence and power? I know I do every day. So what's the application today? Because, you know, when you're looking at the Bible, it was a long time ago, right? But if you look at the application today, this verse encourages us to recognize and embrace the opportunities for renewal and positive change that God provides in our lives, even in challenging circumstances. 
I went to court in Nashville. It was my last day there, and I thought I was going to go shoot guns and, and have fun with my friends. But I got a call from a cousin saying, I need, I, I really would appreciate it if you could come and support me with family court going through a divorce. Not real pretty. And I said, sure. Not even a blink. I said, I'll be there. And so I was. And watching my cousin and the emotional trauma and anxiety, he was shaking, trembling, and just watching him in that courtroom and and just having a hard time keeping it together. I had to remind him that God provides for us a way out, and he there will be change, and things will work through, and we'll get through this, and have that belief system that this too shall pass. I had to be there just to remind him, hold his hand, pray over him, and give him the victory is ours in Jesus' name. And in doing that, it helped him calm down and to be able to think when the attorney asked a question. And when there was uh, a situation where we had to make some decisions, it made it easier to make it to where it benefited both parties. And so we came to a conclusion that seemed very feasible and workable, but if we are so tied up in our emotions and so stressed out over, oh my gosh, this could be the end. It's hard to think. It's hard to get from the heart to the head in that moment. And our heart says, oh my gosh, and the blood pressure goes up out of worry. But if we have our mind, you know, renewed and transformed, then the belief system will give us the strength to endure and push through whatever it is we're having to go through right now. And, and you know, God grieves with us. He grieves when we're going through trying times. He's saddened for us. But in that, the circumstances can draw us nearer to him. And he rejoices in knowing that that is a possibility because he so longs for you to have a relationship with him. He longs for it to be very, very intimate. He knows every head. I'm sorry. He knows every hair on our head. He knows every thought before we speak it. He knows it. So he wants you. He created you to have a relationship with him. So God's love and care, the promise of making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, illustrates God's commitment to guiding and sustaining us through difficult times, demonstrating his love and his care. When I think about his love and his care, it's like, how could I have a worry in the world? Because I know he loves me. And he loves you the same, if not even more. His grace is sufficient no matter what you've been through. Don't let those thoughts of unworthiness take over your heart and your head. Because it's untrue. It's a lie from the devil. Don't let it happen. So do you want to become a better person? By being attentive to God's guidance and recognizing the potential for new beginnings, we can cultivate resilience gratitude, and a willingness to embrace positive transformations in our character and our actions. But it starts where our transformations start with the renewing of our mind. So we have to focus on, well, we don't have to, but if we desire this, then we have to, um, our thought process, hold our thoughts captive, believe in what God says, his word, his promises, The main idea of this verse is that God announces a new beginning and a transformation, emphasizing his power to create opportunities and blessings, even in challenging circumstances, which is important as it instills hope and faith in God's ability to bring about positive change. 
There's been times in my life, let me tell you, where I thought I wasn't going to get through another day. I was so low that I just was in fetal position and I felt like I lost all hope. And in that time, he met me right where I was. I cried out to him and he met me right where I was. And I have to tell you, it was life-changing. And until you experience that love, that grace, just his, his embodiment of your, your soul, there's a hole in your heart that only he can fill. And I can tell you, he's got mine. That, that hole is filled with him. And I would never change it. He's there, and he'll be there forever for me. And I really, really desire that for you, and I know God does too. So here's your encouragement. This verse serves as encouragement during difficult times by reminding us to look for the new things, the new things God is doing. We could stay in our comfort zone, couldn't we? Forever. We can stay in our comfort zone. But let's ask ourselves, are we really happy? Do we feel fulfilled? Do we feel complete? Do we feel like we're doing everything we possibly could experience and do? Staying the same. Or is there something we could change? Change is not easy. I know it's not easy. But is it worth it? I can tell you firsthand, yes, it's worth it. Look for the new things God is doing. Trust in his ability to make a way and find hope in the promise of renewal. By the renewing of your mind, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I love that scripture. So how can we actively perceive and participate in the new things? that God is doing in our lives? And what role does faith play in navigating through challenging circumstances? We have to believe. You know, it's like that's where I find people fail is because they don't believe. Their belief system is flawed. You know, and they believe that they can only be here when they really could be here. They believe that, oh, things are the way they are. They're always going to be this way. Oh, well, instead of bringing on change. In my workplace, there's people that think, oh, nothing changes. But then on the other hand, we could give them a list of 25 changes that have happened in just the last year. And they still, I don't know if they would agree, oh, yeah, those changes were made. And yeah, they were good changes. They would still stay with their belief system as nothing ever changes. And it's very interesting that you can't change a person's mind. You know that their belief system is their belief system. That is their reality. I do my best to try to communicate what I'm trying to communicate, but if they don't receive it, then who's that on? Is it on me or on them? Now, if I can do a better job in communicating, then I need to do that. That's my part. That's the part I have control over. And the reason I say that is you can ask yourself the same question. Is this yours or is it theirs? In any situation, marriage, any relationship, at work, at home, anywhere, what part are you playing and what part do you have control over? And are you doing your best? to create what it is you're looking for. And if you are, and if you have, then good for you. I mean, way to go. Is there anything more you could do? That's a really big question, but change can happen and change does happen. It's God's timing. And and sometimes, you know, it's up to people whether they want to change or not, right? It's up to each person on whether they want to change or not. I'm quickly going to read something because I don't have much time. So I'm going to read this. This is part one of a two-part series. This is from Sarah's Calling, uh, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Every time you affirm your trust in me, you put a coin into my treasury. Thus, you build up 
equity in preparation for days of trouble. I keep safely in my heart all trust invested in me with interest compounded continuously. The more you trust me, the more I empower you to do so. Practice trusting me during quiet days when nothing much seems to be happening. Then when storms come, your trust balance will be sufficient to see you through. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven through placing your trust in me. This practice will keep you in my peace. Two scriptures, Psalm 56, 3. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? And number two is Matthew 6.20. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. People say, look at your checkbook and you'll know where your heart is. Uh, very interesting thought process. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, put your money where your mouth is. That's what they say. Uh, interesting, isn't it? So with all that being said, I think I've given you in this first part quite a bit to think about. Uh, and it's things that I'm thinking about. And I'm just sharing my heart with you because I just see a lot of people in pain. I see a lot of people just being uh, misled. I'm seeing people that just don't understand the power they have within them if they have the Lord on their side, if they've accepted him and have him as a partner and as their heavenly father. And I want to just explain to you that you you can have this too. And there was a time when I felt very unworthy and the Lord came in and and uh, with process, uh, I became forgiven, washed clean, white as snow, and ready to take on whatever was going to be in my future. And in, in order for us sometimes to move forward, we have to get rid of the past. It's like, you know, when you have a splinter and it festers up and it gets all icky and ugly, you know, you have to do some work, don't you? You have to get that splinter out of there. You've got to clean it up and everything. And that's painful, isn't it? It's painful. But the healing comes after you get rid of whatever is in there that is causing you harm. You've got to get that out. It's called the root of bitterness or the root of unforgiveness, the roots that need to come out from your childhood, things that you've not forgiven, things that you've not forgiven yourself of. Those things need to be healed. You need to go through that process of um, just the forgiveness part, but cleaning that up to where you can move forward in all of his glory and feel his love completely. He wants you to love you. He created you and he loves you. He values you. He gave his only son in your place so that you could receive all that he has for you. But you can't do that if you're holding on to all of this. Your journey is just starting. It's a new beginning. So let's walk in that new beginning and let's do it together and let's believe the best and let's be the best we can be. And that's part one of a two-part segment for the Sue Free Show. So if you have any questions, please get a hold of me by going to Sue Free's, spelled like friesmore.com. I want to hear from you. Uh, go there and connect with me, would you please? Just uh, tell me what you're thinking, what you're feeling. If you need prayer, I want to connect with you. I'm the only one that reads these, these emails. So please go there and just connect with me and let me know. I love it. It's very encouraging to me to hear that what, something that you've got from my show has helped you move forward. Uh, it brings me tears sometimes, and it brings me joy other times. And God bless you. And, and this is at the end of part one. And we'll be back right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show. It's so good to be with you. Uh, I'm on Facebook Live. I'm also on YouTube. And I just watched our TV commercial in our break in between. And it was so fun to watch. Um, my family's on it. And my daughter, she had her little baby boy in her tummy. And now the baby boy is eight months. Uh, and so it's really exciting to just see that. And uh, it's a family affair. And, um, you know, this show, is it's amazing how this works. But it, it's ending up. I've been on the show for 14 years. And uh, if you know anything about me, you know that um, I love my children. I love my grandkids. I love my employees. Um, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, I've been doing that for, well, the industry 43 years and uh, the company I've been since March of 2000. So uh, a long time. And I've learned so much along the way. And I'm thankful for every lesson, no matter how hard they were and, you know, blood, sweat and tears and going through very hard times. Sometimes when I didn't have enough to even uh, pay myself a paycheck, but I made sure my my uh, my employees were paid. And during the 2008 I wasn't going to say this, but I think it's good to say is that during 2008, when things were so tough and so many companies went out of business, along with this last trying time of COVID, um, there's times when I had to do without a paycheck because I realized that my most important asset was my people. It's not things, it's people. We like things, we love people. And so um, that has been, you know, kind of drilled into me just based on on things but i'll tell you that the trying the most trying thing that i deal with is the people also uh you know there's so many different personalities and people are coming from a different perspective and keeping my focus on trying to make things win-win trying to encourage and inspire um it's it's a difficult balancing act um to be in a position where you've got a lot of people that are 
depending on you to make good choices. And I try my best to do that. And I'm glad. I'm so thankful that I have the Lord to lean on. And it's not a crutch. It's just that his wisdom is so much broader and bigger than mine. And I'm thankful that I have that tool, that place to go where I can look up scripture and find out the answer of what I should do. Like, what should I do? What should I do? You know, do you have anybody to lean on? Do you have anybody to talk to? And I, I do. I talk to the Lord and he gives me words of encouragement. He gives me discernment. He, you know, the Holy Spirit does. And so with all that, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to be in front of you, uh, both visually and audibly, uh, to be on this air. And I'm on Christian radio up and down the state of California. And now I've been, um, I'm on a country. And the thing there is I love to dance. I won a car on American Bandstand a long, long time ago. Um, I've been dancing a long time. I took 20 years off to raise my children. And then I got back in and I learned uh, country uh, country dancing. I, I compete in about, I think, five five dances in country. And it's been just such a wonderful community and a wonderful ride. Um, COVID was difficult because we couldn't be together. And uh, it was just a difficult time. But, you know, we all suffered with that together. And just the unknown is just so unknown. And that's kind of a scary place. So um, we're talking about, you know, moving on, you know, moving on and, and learning from the past and moving on. You know, we've got our present to be present. And then we've got our future plans and future, what we want to be like and who we want to be and, and all of that. And so second Corinthians five seventeen. therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So would you say the old is gone? Would you say that, you know, the old, the things that you needed to take off, the things that you don't need to be doing anymore because they bring you harm or bring others harm? Have we let that go? Have we said, no, I'm not going to do that anymore? Have we made that decision? Maybe it's anger. Maybe you just need to say, you know, I am going to choose not to be angry. I'm going to realize that it's really not anger. It's hurt. I'm just going to realize that, you know, that hurt my feelings and I'm going to accept it, that it's hurt. And hurt is not a weakness. Um, crying is not a weakness. Being sad and feeling it is not a weakness. Um, it's actually, it builds strength, it builds character to be in touch with your emotion and your feelings. Now, I'm not saying cry all the time because that would be a little bit too much. But to be in touch with it is a really good thing. So the scripture, historical content text, the verses from one of Paul's letters to the Corinthians, addressing the transformative power of being in Christ and emphasizing the concept of a new creation. Application today reminds us that through a relationship with Christ, some of you have it, some of you don't, we can experience a profound and positive change in our lives, leaving behind old ways and embracing a new purposeful and existence. So with that, let me just say that, you know, I talk to people in the elevator, I'll talk to people and say, where do you, where do you, where do you think you're going to go when you die? And, and it's so funny, the pondering that I get these blank looks. And then, then some people say, Oh, I'm going to heaven. And that's a simple one. Um, not simple and, and amazing, but simple response. And it's quick and it's planned out and thought of. Uh, whereas other people say, well, I think I just go to sleep or I don't know, I, reincarnation comes up, you know, all these things. And I'll say, oh, OK, well, I think it's important that we kind of know or at least have an idea of where we think we're going to go. And people say, well, we don't know. We don't know because we're not there yet. And I get that, too. Um, I kind of like a plan. I like work my plan. That's just me. I'm better with that. Um So God's love and care, the promise of a new creation in Christ underscores God's love, showing his desire for our renewal 
and a fresh start through connection with him. And I have people in my life right now that I believe they're seeing God a different way. They're seeing God through a different set of eyes. And I think that's God's doing. It's the Holy Spirit doing. And it's wonderful to see the transformation. And sometimes this comes from heartache. It comes from not liking where we are or assessing where we are and wondering if we'll ever be somewhere else and how are we going to get there and is there a way to get there? And those questions are real and they're vulnerable and and God loves it when we're vulnerable. You know, when we're honest, when we're honest with ourselves and with others, there's something beautiful that happens when we're honest. Uh, we can do that in love, right? Let's do it in love. I'm doing a customer service um, video right now, and the Lord gave me the word help because I want the office staff to say, um, you know, thank you so much for calling Ecola Services. This is so-and-so. How may I serve you or how may I help you? And when I thought about that, because we're called to be good stewards and good servants, and part of servanthood is helping, just helping, looking for opportunity to help others, looking for opportunity to serve others. And with help, I got an acronym. Because I was trying to come up with an acronym which would kind of encompass or embody the word help. And I came up with having empathy, loving people. And I put that on my video because God kind of gave that in my heart. Because I think that in order for us to have a heart of servanthood, in order of us to look beyond ourselves and our own issues and serve or help another person. We need to have some type of love in our heart, and we need to have empathy for others. And so I think that God's words into my acronym um, make total sense. So do you have empathy? Now, I will say this too, what I've known in my years, what I've experienced is there's times when I'm a giver, when I'm filled up, or at least somewhat filled up, as far as having strength and empowerment to move forward in whatever it is I'm doing. And there's other times where I'm in the need department. I need someone to minister to me. I need um, someone to walk alongside me. I need someone to give me encouragement or to tell me everything's going to be okay or to give me scripture that brings power into my heart and in my mind and in my soul that helps me get through the next moment, the next hour, the next day. And, and I find... Uh, a lot of peace in knowing that the sun comes up new every morning because the next morning is a new day. I've had people reach out to me where I'm talking about suicide because the Lord placed on my heart. That's a topic matter of today and not today, but in, in the past. And you, you can look any of these uh, shows that I refer to on Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and go there and you can check out 14 years of podcast. Just amazing. It's 14 today. I don't know when you hear the show, but 14 today. Whew. Anyway, I was talking about, uh, you know, a, a suicide and how um, when somebody gets to be suicidal, they've lost all hope. They, they just think that the world's never going to change. Their life's never going to change. There's no hope. There's no hope. And my thing is, is, as long as there's breath, as long as you're breathing, one more breath, then there's hope. The minute the breath stops, hope is gone. I have been in a room where somebody stopped breathing, and they died. And this was recent. It was my mother-in-law. And, and they, they breathed their last breath. And after that last breath was breathed, she was gone. I know she's in heaven. And thank you, God, for that reassurance that she's going to be in heaven. And I believe I'm going to be in heaven. And I believe I'm going to see her again. And I'm so thankful. 
beyond measure. She's one of the most wonderful women that I've ever known. Anyway, I've had people reach out on the SueFreeze.com site and say that they were on the verge of committing suicide when they accidentally, on purpose, coincidentally, found my show that was talking about suicide. And that because they heard the message that the Lord used me to give, they're still here. They still have breath. They are still on this earth. And they're so thankful And I had a family member where I had to call for a wellness check because something inside my spirit said, something's wrong, something's wrong. And I did a wellness check. And that person wrote to me and said, you have no idea that right then I had very terrible thoughts and I was on the verge of, and because that knock came on the door, it prevented me and it stopped me from doing what I was really contemplating doing. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you that I was in a mindset where I could hear and I followed his direction to make the phone call and not just put it aside to to make it to where I still have this person in my life. So with that being said, to be used as an open vessel takes work in the sense that you have to have an open heart, an open mind to receive what he has for you, to be listening with his voice, listening for his voice. And this relationship, not all of you that are listening right now have. And some of you might even think it's just right off the wall, that it's really weird, whether it's a country station or a Christian station or a secular station really doesn't matter. Uh, You know, all of us have a choice on what we're going to believe and what we're going to do. You know, we have choices, right? And I can tell you that I would not want to be anywhere else. I love my life. Uh, Is it all rosy? No. Do I have employees in my life that I feel cause me strife? Yes, I do. But I want to draw near, not pull away. I want to draw near to those employees to understand where they're coming from. Because if there's anything I can do to remedy, help, guide, coach, I want to do that. And I have key staff that are in place that have the same heart, same desire as I do. And I think it's really important that no matter what position you're in, that you do it to the best of your ability. And if you have God, then you've got him on your side, too. And he can direct you when you're not sure or have a blind spot towards that. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful that I'm on this show, and I'm thankful that you're listening. That's no coincidence you're listening, and I hope that you glean from this. I hope that it can help you in some way, that it can draw you near, and if you're not understanding what the heck I'm talking about, I totally get that, too. There's been times where I'm going, whoa, this is way deep, or this is way too much. Um, right now, maybe it is, but with time, if you draw near, you're going to have a new understanding, your heart's going to open, and your, your thought process will open, your belief system will open, and your life can change. Your life can change. If you don't want it to change, then obviously don't change. But if you want it to change, then here's one way you can do it. And it doesn't take a whole lot. It's just a decision you make that you want to change something in your life. Maybe you just don't like anything about your life. Okay, that's a lot, but that's exciting. It's exciting because you know what? You have the power to change how you do what you do and what you change and how you do it is going to change the outcome. It's just simple, simple human nature. 
Become better people. Through faith in Christ, we can actively let go of past mistakes, continually grow spiritually, and strive to live a life aligned with the principles of love. Do you like that? I do. Grace, love that. And forgiveness. There's been people in your life and in my life that don't deserve to be forgiven. They just don't deserve it. But you're not doing it for them. When you forgive somebody, you're forgiving them to allow you to be released from that power that is negatively uh, affecting you. It's for your good, not for theirs. It's yours. The main idea is that through a relationship with Christ, believers experience a profound transformation, leaving behind old ways and embracing a new one. Purposeful life. It is important as it emphasizes the transformative power of faith in Christ. Encouragement. This verse encourages us during tough times by reminding us of our identity as new creations in Christ, offering hope that even in challenges, we all have them, don't we? We can rely on the strength and guidance that comes with being in Christ. That is so good and so true. So how can the idea of being a new creation in Christ impact our daily choices and interactions with others, fostering personal growth and a positive influence on the world around us? So how can the idea of being a new creation? See, we can change someone else's life by the way we believe. Like where we put our hat, you know, where we hang our hat, you know, what's important to us, what are our boundaries, what will we do, what will we not do? I have very strong boundaries. I didn't always. I used to be a doormat. Um, I used to let people, because of my peace, I'm a peacemaker. I'm, I, I like peace in my life. And I will do without and I will accept whatever someone gives me. This is the old Sue, not the new one. Um, but I would do that because I didn't want to have argument. I didn't want to have fight. I didn't want to have, you know, I just didn't want to have any discord. I wanted to have peace in my life. So in order to have peace, I had to forget who I was. I had to forget that I mattered. I had to devalue myself in order for peace to be in the world. And I decided or it was revealed to me that that is not what I need to do. Because every one of us, yes, I'm talking to you, we need to understand who we are and what we stand for. Who are you and what do you stand for? God says faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. We need faith, we need hope, and we need love. All of those in our life, we need in order to get through what we go through, the challenges that we face every day. It's one thing to receive it, as I talked about, to be on the receiving end of faith, hope, and love, and it's another thing to give it. And sometimes when we're feeling that we need, that's the best time to give it. If we're needing love, give love. If we're needing faith, speak faith. If we're needing hope, give hope to somebody else. And I will tell you that the joy, this is biblical scripture, the joy is in the giving. That's where the joy comes. Do you want happy or do you want joy? There is a difference, you know. Happy is from happenings. Happiness. Happiness is from happenings. You buy a new car. How long does it last that you're all excited about it until the smell, the new smell leaves? Until you get the first dent or the first scratch? 
you know, it, those things are fleeting. They don't last. But the joy is internal, and it comes from a grateful, thankful heart. I find that when I'm having um, discord, if I'm finding a frustration in my workplace, it's usually because I feel like maybe somebody is not thankful or grateful for what they have. Uh, I feel like they don't understand the the magnitude of what they have. I just had a new employee that left me and came back, and he just wanted to come home. And um, part one of this two-part series, I talked more about that. But sometimes we just don't know what we have until we don't have it anymore, huh, until it's gone. And um, I think that we need to take an account right now of, of what it is we're thankful for and what we are appreciative. We need to show appreciation. Daniel is someone that's been with me for over 10 years now, and he is he has shown me this more than anyone. It's just, I'm so thankful for you. He says it daily to me. And I'm so thankful for him. I just wasn't as verbal about it as he is. And he's changed me to where I am. It just comes out of my mouth so much more. I appreciate you. You know, it's like, and I do. I appreciate people that are looking for opportunities on serving and being good stewards and helping, helping me and helping others. Do you need any help with that? I mean, those are just the best words ever. Do you need help? Do you need you need serve? You, do you need to serve? I I just love that, and I think that we're called to do that for one another. And when we do that, we become more of a family and more of a team. Look for opportunities to do that. Just look for them; you'll find them. Here's one of my favorite scriptures. Scriptures, <laughs> favorite scriptures. Uh, Proverbs three five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Would you say, he, you know, he's all, he's all, he's just all being, he's all there. Do you think that maybe he knows a little more, that he has a better, bigger understanding than we could ever have? Yes. So he's saying to trust in him with all our heart. It doesn't mean half our heart. It doesn't mean a portion, you know, put your toe in the water. It's have faith, that leap of faith to trust in the Lord. So when things are going really bad, you don't put your trust in people. You don't put your trust in yourself. He wants you to trust him. You want you to put your faith in him and what he can do. Victory is yours. He says that in his word. Victory is yours. He's fought the battle. And it's already been won for you and for me. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, is that easy? Is it easy to trust anyone? Seriously. And can you really have a true relationship? I mean, a a true, like, vulnerable, totally revealing relationship if you can't trust that person? Whether it's financial matters, whether it's personal matters, giving of yourself matter. You can't do that if you don't trust the person. You, you can't. He's saying trust in him with all your heart. That means give it all to him. Your whole life. Trust in him with all you got. And lean not on what you know. Because what you know is little. It's very little. You think you know a lot. And maybe you do. But you know there's people that know a whole lot, a whole lot more than I do. And a whole lot more than you do. And we don't know everything about everything, do we? But God does. God knows. He's just, he's all knowing. He's all knowing. And he loves you anyway. Isn't that amazing? He loves me anyway. He knows everything about me and he loves me anyway. Can you believe that? Whew. I'm just um, thankful that he's not done with me yet. That I am a project and I'm, you know, I'm, 
uh, he's not done with me and he's not done with you yet. And that's okay. It's okay. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5. It's a great one to memorize. It's something that you can lean on a lot when you're going through trying times. I would go into more uh, becoming better people by embracing trust in God. We learn humility, patience, and reliance on his wisdom, not ours, which can lead to better decision-making and more purposeful life. The verse provides encouragement during life's hardships by promoting trust in God's wisdom, offering a source of guidance and comfort that transcends human understanding. See, he knows a whole lot more than we do. So listen, if I could give you any advice today, there's been a lot of little golden nuggets that I've given to you, and they're from the Lord. I just want to say that, you know, you have a choice. God gave you choice. You're not a robot. He's given you freedom of choice so that you can choose him or not. You can choose to believe or not. You can choose to trust or not. You can choose to forgive or not. That's up to you. But I can tell you that if you do do these things, you will be a better person and you will have a better quality of life. And I don't know anybody that's listening or anybody that's not listening that doesn't desire the best life they can have. This is no dress rehearsal. This is all we have, you guys. Let's make the most of it. Can we do that? God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Until next week. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.